Buenos dias, Dedra San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Argentina update for the week of the 9th of September, 2021. Ten minutes of what's been happening in Argentina during the week, every single week. So here we go. Hang in there, folks. The primary elections are finally coming up this Sunday, the 12th. The mass media will finally stop with all the political hullabaloo. Can I get a hallelujah from the congregation? With less than a week to go, Together for Change, or as everybody knows it, El Pro, Argentina's main opposition party, is polling well in Buenos Aires province, the country's main battleground. Former Buenos Aires city deputy mayor Diego Santilli is heading the polls together with his rival and coalition ally Facundo Manes. They surpassed total voting intentions for the ruling Frente de Todos coalition's single list in the province, led by Victoria Tolosa Paz. Recent surveys also show a large number of citizens in the province remain undecided, so they could flip the script on Sunday. Either way, the level of tension is high for members of the ruling coalition who had to deal with the pandemic and a series of public relations blunders, not least from President Fernandez himself. The president's image suffered greatly after the Olivosgate incident, which could seriously affect the outcome of the midterms. Still, the national government is convinced that the election results in Buenos Aires province will be positive, so much so they decided to stage their last two campaign photos there. President Fernandez's strategy has been to take aim at the opposition, arguing that the pandemic, coupled with the failure of the previous government, explains all the uncertainty. In that regard, local stocks were jumping this week, prompted by growing speculation that the opposition coalition, Juntos por el Cambio, as previously mentioned, El Pro, may emerge victorious in this year's midterms. The reason behind this boost is investors' belief that Argentina's main opposition parties would fight against policies like foreign exchange restrictions, price freezes, export bans, and others. We'll see after the elections. Either way, Argentine shares have jumped 49% this year among the world's top five performers. A company that did not have a great performance this year, though, is Molino Canuelas, Argentina's leading food producer, widely known as Molca. After years of disputes with creditors and more than 1.4 billion U.S. dollars in debt, the firm has filed for bankruptcy. Molca employs about 3,000 workers and is one of the main flour exporters in the region. While bankruptcy processes develop, the company intends to maintain normal business operations. What's not normal is the current level of the Paraná River. South America's second longest river, second only to the Amazon, has dropped to its lowest level since the 40s. Some argue it's the river's natural cycle. We can guess who pays them. But environmentalists are concerned the causes are directly related to climate change. The Paraná River has been shrinking in volume since 2019, and experts are looking forward to the rainy season in December to bring much-needed relief to the main thoroughfare of Mercosur integration. Speaking of Mercosur, French President Emmanuel Macron said Friday the 3rd that France will maintain its opposition to the trade agreement between the European Union and Mercosur when his country takes over the rotating EU presidency in early 2022. He argued that the agreement is incompatible with its biodiversity agenda and the opposition comes from a desire to protect the planet. Countries like Germany have also been reluctant to follow through with the deal, questioning Brazil's commitment to the environment. While on the topic of Brazil, the country has halted beef exports to China after the discovery of two cases of mad cow disease. That said, with China's two main suppliers, Argentina and Australia, having reduced its exports as well, the temporary ban on Brazilian beef is unlikely to last long. 
Also under the heading of international relations, tensions between Argentina and Chile are boiling after the latter published an updated government map extending its territorial waters to a zone which Argentina considers part of its area. Buenos Aires foreign minister accused Sebastian Piñera's administration of attempting to claim part of its maritime territory. Over the weekend, Chile held to its stance with Foreign Minister Andres Aremand declaring that nobody expropriates what belongs to them. Argentina reacted strongly to the move, describing it as unacceptable and demanding that any conflict be settled via dialogue. Speaking of reacting strongly, you've no doubt heard about the dramatic suspension of the national football team's World Cup qualifying match against Brazil on Sunday the 5th. The clash between the two giants of South American football came to a halt after just seven minutes when a group of Brazilian public health officials came onto the pitch claiming the game should be suspended. Last week, Premier League decided to ban Latin American players from traveling to their home countries for the World Cup qualifiers. Although the four Argentine players based in the UK took a stand and traveled anyway, the Brazilian players did not, something authorities found unfair. As a response, they reinforced the measures that states that anyone coming from the UK to Brazil must be quarantined for 14 days, including football or soccer players, to whom these measures have never applied. According to Brazil's National Health Surveillance Agency, the four Argentine Premier League players provided false information upon their entry to Brazil. Weirdly enough, they waited three full days and seven minutes into play before deporting the unquarantined players, just to get dramatic about the whole thing. Although CONMEBOL, South American football's governing body, showed its support towards the Argentinian team and condemned Brazil's actions, they said the onus is on FIFA, the competition's organizer, to decide next steps. Pass the ball, fellas, not the buck. Continuing with COVID-19 concerns, the first shipment of Pfizer vaccines arrived this Wednesday, the 8th in the country. The 100,000 doses are designated for teenagers aged 13 through 19 and people with incomplete Sputnik vaccines, that is, those who only got the first shot. Other news, the government extended the deadline for buying tourist packages within the Previaje program until September 15th. More than 600,000 tourists have already signed up, so it may be worth looking into for those of you traveling internally this summer. For the time being, the Previaje program is available only to citizens and legal residents. It may be extended to foreign tourists once the borders open, but that's not certain yet. By the way, if you're a permanent resident foreigner, keep in mind that you can vote in the local elections this Sunday the 12th. Although only citizens can participate in national elections, residents can vote for their city's legislature members. Voting is optional for foreigners, so if you're interested, just head on over to your city's official website to register. On the opposite end of democracy, Amazon Studios announced this week production has begun on a film about Argentina's judicial trial of members of the de facto military government that ruled the country from 1976 to 1983. The movie, entitled Argentina 1985 is Amazon's first original film produced in the country. Actors Ricardo Darín and Peter Lanzani will play prosecutors Julio Cesar Strasera and Luis Moreno Ocampo, who brought the nine leaders of the military junta to justice 16 months after democracy returned to the country. Strasera is also known for coining the Nunca Mas motto that has been used since then to reject and condemn the military dictatorship. The movie is set to release in 2022, so it won't be available for a while. However, we do recommend that you stay tuned if you want to know more about this defining 
era in Argentine history. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We also want to know where you're listening from, so drop us a line at podcast at Rorschach.com. If you like the show, share it and subscribe for more. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. Thank you.